Good morning, everyone, and welcome once more to the Blackfeast podcast, the best space to debate about modern racial problems nowadays. Today, I, your dear host, Jose Tomas, invite the well-known experts in these topics to have a conversation about racial discrimination and the negative impact it has in our society. I'd like to remember you that at the end of this episode, I will gather and summarize the information and topics discussed in here. <clears throat> so, today's episode is going to be about racial discrimination present in short stories from the United States tradition and how it can be related to our modern times. So, I am very glad to introduce today two very special guests. Their names are Joaquin and Felipe. Joaquin, would you mind introducing yourself to the audience? Yeah, sure. Well, first, thank you for inviting me to the podcast. Uh, I'm a really good fan, Joseba. Oh, thank you. Um, starting, as you said, my name is Joaquin, Joaquin Harpa. I was born in Germany. I'm 30 years old. I'm the director of an anti-racist non-profit organization. I studied like about seven years at Notre Dame University in Indiana. Uh, normally, I dedicate my time in their organization, but also I'm working on the newspaper, writing about racist cases in the world. Um, and uh, I'm doing a research about the races at the past. Um, I get interest for the races at age, um, I think, 16, when I saw with my own eyes a situation of races at at the supermarket. Maybe later I can tell you about that. Actually, we would really like to hear that. <clears throat> Thank you very much. So, uh, Felipe, you're next. Please introduce yourself. Okay. Thank you, Zdoma Paras. So, uh, I am really fan of this podcast, and I'm glad to be here. So, uh, I'm glad that you invited me. So, my full name is Felipe Guzman. I was born in the U.S. in 1980, so I, now I'm currently 40 years old. And I studied at the Cambridge University in England. I studied there for eight years to get my title as an historian. And I know, although I'm an historian, I consider myself um, very informative Uh, on the theme we are covering today. So I hope I can give you, I can give you, Joseto, and also the audience some useful information. Because, yeah, yeah uh, as, as all the people that hear this podcast, um, I just want to collaborate with the cause. So thank you, Joseto. Sorry if I interrupt you. No, it's fine. Thank you very much. I'm pretty sure you will, Felipe. So, Uh, with this, we finish the first part of our podcast, and in a few minutes, we're going to start with the second part, where we're going to talk about racism in short stories, especially the story named One Friday Morning by Langston Hughes. So stay tuned and don't go anywhere. Goodbye. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for staying with us. So, let's get down to business. 
We are now starting with part number two, where we are going to talk about the short story called One Friday Morning by no one else but Langston Hughes. This story was published in the year 1952 and was very recognized back in that time. But um, it is also relatable to our times of modernity, where black people are still being discriminated, even after all this time. So here is what we're going to do. We are going to start with Joaquin, who is going to explain an example of segregation present in the story. Then Felipe will talk about discrimination that's present in the same story. But first, let's remember that the definition of discrimination is, and I quote, the unjust or prejudicial treatment of different categories of people, especially on the grounds of race, age, or sex. So please, Joaquin, start your speech. Okay, well, in one Friday morning story, we can see clearly an example of racist segregation. Maybe you must be asking what it means segregation. Well, according to Oxford Dictionary, segregations means that is the action or state of setting someone or, or something apart from others. For example, setting the black people apart from the white people. In context, the story of the family was being told when talking about the university period of the parents of Nancy Lee, it is mentioned that the two parents had gone to the university, sorry, had gone to universities for black people. To back up the information that I just mentioned to you, I quote, both parents had been to Negro colleges in the South. In these times, it was so normal that exists segregation in different things, like restrooms, schools, colleges, neighborhoods, or for example, when a bus was full of the black, was full, the black people had to give her seat to a white. <clears throat> uh, talking about the bus example, uh, that could be the, the case of Rosa Parks. Yeah, Would sure. That is one of the most famous stories. That, that is one of the most famous stories. It's about Rosa Parks when she denied to give his seat to, to, a, to a white person. That triggered the social movements for civil rights in the United States. I think that this type of behavior is, are unacceptable. Don't you think? I agree with you. And I also think that Rosa Parks was a very brave woman that uh, maybe without her, uh, none of the civil rights movement would have happened. So we really appreciate her. Yeah, me too. So, uh, Felipe, it's now your turn. Please start. Okay. Uh, also, uh, thank you, Joaquin. I really like your example. So now I wanted also to show you and the audience. Um, it's an example of racism in this book, as Jose Do told before. So this situation happens on the pages nine to 10, where the vice principal, Miss O'Shies, calls Nancy Lee to her office without any reason given in that moment. And when Nancy Lee is in the office with the principal, she is told, and I quote, I do not know how to tell you what I have to say. The early, the 
early woman began, her eyes on the paper on the desk. I am indignant and ashamed for myself and for this city. Then she lifted her eyes and looked at Nancy Lee in the neat blue dress sitting before, sitting there before her, sorry. You are not receiving this scholarship this morning. And if we skip to another part of the story, I quote, when the committee learned that you were colored, they changed their plans. Okay, so now with this quote, what we can see here is just what I want to show you. Okay, so we all know that um, Nancy Lee was applying for a scholarship. And what the quote is telling us is that she was denied from the option of getting this scholarship just because of her scholars, because of her skin color. And this is something really preoccupating that we can still, still see some examples in our real world. So I hope I can tell you more in the next segment about that. That is a pretty good example of discrimination in the book. And I would like to share an idea with you guys that I, I've been thinking for now. So <clears throat> if you think about it, when you deny an award or any kind of appreciation to someone, just because of his or her skin color, uh, that makes people angry. And that anger will sooner or later become hate. And that hate will have severe consequences. For example, uh, the situation that black people are living right now in the United States, it's a clear example of this. So I think that um, maybe like all the problems the United States have right now, it's because the laws and the customs they have in the 1950s, for example. So I think that's, uh, that's something to debate later. Yes, I totally so, agree with you. Thank you. So uh, with this, we close this section. Uh, thank you very much for listening and thank you very much Felipe and Joaquin for, for sharing your ideas. <clears throat> You're welcome. So uh, we are then uh, going to start with part three, where we're going to talk about racial discrimination and segregation in our modern times nowadays. Thank you very much and stay tuned. Hi people, and welcome back to the third part of the Blackfeast podcast. We're now going to talk about racial discrimination nowadays in our society. I'd very like to clarify that we are trying to change the debate in here. So we are not going to talk about George Floyd's murder or the manifestation that took place the past two months in the United States. Instead, our guests will give other examples of racism in actuality, starting with Joaquin. Joaquin, could you please start your speech? Yeah, sure. After investigating cases of segregation and racism, I learned that in Cleveland, Mississippi, only a few years ago, there was still practically segregated schools where there are 359 black students of 360. This is a clear example of racism and segregation. 
high court. The problem of the Civil Rights Division of the U.S. Department of Justice sees it. Is that East Side High is still virtually all black. 359 of 360 students are African American. The racial mix is pretty much the same at the D.A.M. Smith Junior High School. One of the two middle schools in this Delta town in June, a, a federal judge asked the school district and the Justice Department to try to come up with a joint plan to desegregate the district schools. But the two sides were unavail, unavail to agree by the January deadline. And late last month, un unveiled separate visions for Cleveland. This spring, a federal judge will likely decide how the district should move forward, more than 40 years after most of the country desegregate public schools. Luckily, after two or three years of battle against segregation, we know that the school was desegregated but that made me think about all the schools around the world that must suffer segregation. Don't don't you think, Joseto? I totally agree with you, fucking. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that that should be a, a topic to talk about in another episode. <clears throat> but before starting with Felipe, I'd like to share something with you and with my audience. It's a thought. I've come with. I think that if you don't let black kids and white kids to study together, they will get used to not have contact between each other, you know, and they will sooner or later develop hate between them. And <clears throat> and if they don't uh, if they don't study together, then they won't be able to work together. They won't be able to work good enough if they are with contact with a white or a black. Uh, person, you know, so I think I, that. Sorry. Uh, no, you can go. I think that too. That is one of the biggest problems of segregation now nowadays. <clears throat> yes, it is. It is. All right, uh, Felipe, could you start? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, first of all, I wanted to thank uh, Joaquin for his relation with his previous example. I really liked it. And also you, Jose Tomas, for your comments about racism inculcated in kids. Um, okay, so I wanted to share with you a real story about a kid, and this take place in 2016. It is about Edmund Lee. He was a third grader that was moving with his family to St. Louis. And after they moved to this new city, his parents were told that Edmund could not assist to school anymore because of a law created in the year, um, let me remember, uh, 1980, yeah, 1980. And here's what uh, Lashika White, the mother of Edmund Lee, stated to the newspaper. It was surprising to me to have on a piece of paper that he couldn't attend because he was an African-American. 
and if he was another race, he could. And basically what I want to show you with this real story is the relation between the previous example I gave you of the book, you know, you remember the thing with the scholarship that was denied. So yeah, I wanted to show you how now nowadays we can still see this type of racist behavior. And without doubt, we should be more concerned about this. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have to say. Thank you, Jose Tomas, for your time. And no, I hope this you. information was useful to create the connection between these two topics I wanted to create. It sure was. Actually, you made me think about something. <clears throat> Uh, this is the, the huge problem right here. You know, what you describe is the root of racism going on and on through generations. Because if you only study with people of your race and you grow up with that mindset, you know, then you will convince yourself that uh, different races are to be separated, you know, that they must not be, be together. So that creates like a gap and a space between them. And that space uh, goes through generations, and that's how racism keeps uh, keeps going through the from the parents to their kids, and the kids of their, those kids. You know, that's the the whole problem we have over here. <sighs> All right, thank you very much for your for your participation, Felipe and Joaquin. It has been a really nice time. No problem. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So um, this is how, where I we end the, this section. Um, stay tuned. In a few minutes, we're going to start with our last section. That will be the, the conclusion. So um, stay tuned and don't go anywhere. Thank you very much. Welcome back to the last part of the Blackfeast podcast. <clears throat> I'd like to start this section with a little conclusion I've made by myself. So, when human beings are separated from each other for any reason and told that one of them is more or better than the other, it is nothing more than fantasy talking. It is the desire of some people to be superior but they don't know that the only difference between one another is actually the actions that you take and the decisions you, that you make in order to, became, to become a better human being. But some people are still too blinded by their thirst for power to see this. Now, I, I want to give the word to Felipe and Joaquin so they can say their last thoughts and ideas. Felipe, could you please? Um, yeah, sure. So, um, well, thank you, Jose Domas, for the invitation. And I also really like your, your type of summary that you did there. Uh, I think it was really good. 
And yeah, I hope all the information I brought to this podcast was useful to you and to the audience. So we can all um, get a little bit more informed. And what else? Um, yeah, I I think I just I'll just never understand how like the idea of of thinking that the the skin color can make you better than another person is something I think I just will never understand. But anyways. Thank you for the invitation again. <laughs> I don't get tired of saying it, but yeah, thank you. No, thank you. It has been a real pleasure to be here with you. It has been a nice time. And I agree with you. It is hard to try to understand the people that think that this way. Okay, Joaquin? Yeah. First, I want to thank you once again, Joseta, for inviting me to the Blackfish podcast. I enjoy a lot to be here. Well, in conclusion, I talk about the segregation on the Cleveland schools and related to one part of the story one Friday morning. Because even if that was a if that sorry, even if that was a long time ago. Unfortunately, we know that in the world, segregation still exists. And it's very important to fight against the segregation and the racism that was the principal reason why I come to this great podcast. To talk and, may, and to make clear that the segregation is an important topic to discuss. Thank you very much, Jose. Thank you. Well, we are now at the end of our weekly conversation. But before ending, I want to summarize all that we have discussed today, as I promised before. First, we talk about racial discrimination present in the short story One Friday Morning by Langston Hughes. Then, we talk about racist events that had happened in the United States recently, and how people are affected by this. As a conclusion, our guests gave their final thoughts and ideas about this topic, as you saw before. Well, that's all for this week, fellas. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you, th if, you, if you have any last ideas or comments, you can leave them on our Instagram, at Blackfeast Podcast. Thank you very much, Joaquin and Philippe, again for being here. It has been a very good time. No, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>